This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and here I am with my co-host, Mystic Meg. Or is it Mystic Yon? Mystic Meg, I have no idea where that came from, but I'll keep it on Yon if you don't mind. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very famous um, fortune teller. Living somewhat, sarca- somewhat sarcastically, <laughs> somewhat sarcastically, and you can look it up later. It's not very funny. Anyway, have you have you been polishing your crystal ball, Yon? I don't have to. You have a gardener for that. Oh, good, good. Then this should be uh, a fully, uh, you know, fully well thought out and thoroughly accurate historical, historical, futuristic prediction. There we go. I usually do a prediction show. We used to do a prediction show closer to the New Year's uh, period, but this is close enough. And since Garden is already able to predict 2024 from this moment on, why would we any we be any slower, right? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's looking pretty far ahead as well, like 2027, 2028. Yeah, it's going oh, and beyond, and beyond. And of course, we totally agree with all the predictions, right? Um, let's see. I don't think so, but let's see. Okay, let, I'll be the, 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 the reading voice. Number one, by 2027, which is interesting because I was predicting for 2024, but okay, 2027. And beyond, and beyond, and 2027 <laughs> is beyond 2024. Uh, you had to think about that, apparently. Okay, I did, yes. <laughs> The productivity value of AI will be recognized as the primary economic indicator of national power. I'm not going to read all the small print. But that's a big statement. <laughs> I mean, that also indicates that anybody who doesn't have AI at that point doesn't have has no more power. Uh, I I just I don't get this at all. I, I mean, when I think of like someone, an indication of um, uh, national power, and like especially like a primary indicator is the wording used. Yeah. You know, I think about um, you know something like GDP as as being a uh, um, a sort of a, an indicator. Um, pretty widely used as an indicator of economic a, power. Yeah, this is but, national power. That's slightly different. <laughs> please, please explain how the how the how this differs. Uh, look at North Korea. Uh, economic power very low, I'd say. National power. I'm scared of those guys. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and you could see AI as a weapon. It, it it is a weapon. It's part of the weapon embargo and stuff, whatever. So having great AI will give you ways. I mean, this has gone back years. I think Stuxnet, uh, that was the first big mm-hmm. virus out there that gave that nation, which I guess was the US, uh, national power by being able to almost explode the whole country. If I kind of make it a little bit more <laughs> dramatic than it was. Um, so, yeah, there is a difference there. National power, in my eyes, was historically built on slave uh, labor. 
and you can make slave labor very broad as in the original slaves uh, you know all that part height things like that but also wage slaves as in the less you have to pay a person the more you can make them do um, army sizes things like that mm. so for me this one does make sense if you look at ai as a weapon both on the aggressive defensive uh, propaganda fronts things like that Okay, so with your sort of description of national power, um, it very much frames with me now as as yeah as more offensive. So things like uh, um, how many active nuclear weapons uh, you know a particular country may have that's that's something mm -hmm. that. Uh, you know, would fall into that category, for example. Okay, you, okay. You, you don't need any nuclear weapons anymore. You can just use a, a malware to make the country's own nuclear weapons explode. Yes. <laughs> uh, malware obviously created by AI, because that's the um, only way that, that malware gets created. Well, that is what we expect in the future, right? That more malware will have uh, characteristics of AI, so it can be smart i'm doing air quotes here which works best on you itunes um, oh yeah that's that's great radio right there air quotes, um, love it but yeah i mean how do you avoid all the, the barricades that uh, the good guys put up by having smarter what malware and there is a lot of research happening at the moment of combating uh, ai driven malware which makes me mm. assume that ai driven malware is being developed as well yeah yeah i mean whenever the uh it, it's just another arms race really I was nodding again, which is great radio. <laughs> yeah, that awesome radio. Like, just top notch. Eight years in and we're still, like, obviously nailing this. Uh, I don't feel guilty because, as we explained last episode, we have now been replaced by Gen AI, so it is me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So, so I'm now a little bit more on board with this. Um, I do admit that the garden thing is talking about other things. They're talking about uh, internal, external, economical things, uh, private, public sector, long-term national planning. But still, it's all part of... Yeah, national power is what you project. That's how I see it. And having your, your whole road system, for example, being optimized enormously through AI hmm. is also part of that. Because don't forget... Uh, okay, this is maybe a bit contentious, but... There are theories, let's call it that, that the First World War was fought over logistics. It was the fear of the way much improved uh, Russian train network that made the other countries fear it as an economic power because it could suddenly move a lot of people from the back of Siberia to the front of uh, the, the eastern border and stuff like that. Mm. That made other. That was a part of their political. No, their their their. Uh, national might projection, let's mm -hmm. say, which apparently, again, it's a theory, um, maybe wasn't the cause, but definitely a reason to go to war at that point. AI, I, I would assume that an AI-governed uh, railway system will be better than a non-AI-driven railway system. I mean, as long as you use a blockchain, it must be better, right? I was waiting for the B word to turn <laughs> up at some point during this episode, and there it is. Uh, okay. Do you, do you think though, um, you know, you have quite a skeptical, I think, perspective on, 
um, on AI in some cases, in some situations. Do you think that even with all of that said, um, like it be it, it by 2027, again, that's, you know, that's a little mm -hmm. while away, that it will, even with all of that said, and with a healthy degree of skepticism around what it will actually do, that it would still get to that point where it's a primary indicator of national power? Um, well, it depends on how you look at the national power again, but if you take it purely on the militaristic side, for example, uh, a very convincing yes. And that's mm. because over the last, by coincidence, I've been looking at the next generation uh, fighter plane uh, technology mm. being happening. And one of the biggest points of that is that every plane has like four or five or six drones that are following it, doing it, and actually doing the work. And a pilot cannot, you cannot split your head. If you're already flying it, a fighter jet, you can't at the same. So that has to be AI driven. And the countries that have these, and that's going to be the US, China, the, the big uh, entities, um, yep. they will definitely have a big advantage over all the others. Because plainly, and now I'm going back again to the slave, uh, slave idea, they have to expend less human life to inflict more damage. While the smaller countries with the single-seater airplanes, where if the airplane goes down, you lose a pilot and it takes, well, 30 years to get a new pilot <laughs> to make a new baby and things like that. Uh, if you lose uh, five drones, uh, you fly back, you go back out. As long as your uh, manufacturing plants can keep up and wartime, mm -hmm. they can pretty much keep up usually, especially in the bigger uh, political blocks. That will definitely be a, a multiplier of force. Okay. Okay. Uh, my yeah. only hope is that humans are still writing AI code. And as we talked about, three, four episodes ago, when the computer is checking your work, you kind of make more mistakes because you don't do it anymore. So my only hope for world peace is that our developers that write the AI code are uh, computer-assisted or was it again? <laughs> I don't remember, thankfully, otherwise. Uh, compute, computational robot assessment protocol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I, I, I'm coming around to the idea that this could be true. And economical. Same thing, because yeah. economy, the whole idea of making economy better is, on one hand, it's making new products, thinking creatively to do new things, that's one thing, but much bigger is improving things. Why are cars so much cheaper today than they were when they started? And trust me, with inflation, they are. Mm. Well, before it took a month to make a car, I have no idea, I wasn't there. Now it takes five minutes uh, to have a car roll off the, the assembly line. How do you do that? By optimizing things. Mm -hmm. Humans can optimize to a certain level, and then if you can pass on to the AI and simple things like uh, making sure the trucks are full to the brim, the simple, the, it's a very complex problem, the stacking problem. Yep. The, the, the traveling salesman problem still hasn't been solved as far as I know. We have good solutions, yep. but it can still be. If as a country, these simple things can be improved with a couple of percentage points, on a GDP of a couple of billion, that's a big chunk. Okay. So potentially, yes, but I am still counting on the common sense and human. Uh, well, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a uh, human stupidity. I'm just going to say it uh, <laughs> <laughs> to save uh, the world and because peace after all. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Let's uh, let's look at our, our second point then. Shall I read it again? 
Oh, let, let, let me read this one. Um, I can I can prove that that I can still read. So by 2027, Gen AI tools will be used to explain legacy business applications and create appropriate replacements, reducing modernization costs by 70%. <laughs> I think this is God that tried to be comedic. I mean, in a good presentation, I would have to put put a joke in somewhere, right? Okay, right. Okay, so you think this is the this is the uh, the, the the sort of the flower with the squirty uh, the, the squirty water bulb with a couple of gallons of water in it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, have you ever heard of a modernization project reducing costs? Um. I've heard of them going <laughs> drastically over budget. I've heard of them taking a lot longer. Mm -hmm. Well, they make money printing cheaper because you have to print more, so scale of economics. <laughs> I, I, I have heard them, like the headline numbers being less from one legacy thing to a new thing. Um, but that is usually because the thing that they are migrating from has been end of life and therefore is somewhere between 10x to 100x more expensive. Um, I and have the replaced hard disks of 8 megabytes that cost 20,000 euros. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, Still don't get it, still don't mind. <laughs> but, but... I, th I think the thing that I'm lost at here is like uh, legacy business applications. Typically, uh, they're legacy for a reason, right? They are hideously old and outdated, and like their workings have been lost um, back in the mists of time. No one that deployed it used it rolled it out initially is is around at that organization any longer like it's really often the case and so i'm not really sure how this would go like the thing that scares me about this one in particular is people just go oh like well these appear to be the inputs and these appear to be the outputs so let's just use you know some sort of large language model or or whatever it might be, uh, use generative AI tools to replace that like mystical, magical, cloudy box that's in between. And that, the elephant has black... become a tree, a snake, and a rope. Exactly. Like, let's just replace that black box with something created by generative AI tools. And oh god, I mean, this surely this is fraught with with risks and and potential disaster. I mean, just the idea that apparently our CIOs don't understand the legacy uh, business applications so that they need Gen AI to explain it to them. I mean, these are the people that bought it or ordered it in the first place, right? I mean, if they don't even know what the thing is doing, and then the solution is to have a AI black box, try to understand what the human CIO is apparently not capable of understanding, 
And don't forget that AI is not intelligent. Uh, I think the, the naming artificial intelligence is hugely misleading because it is artificial. It is not intelligent. It can just do the stupid things way faster than we can do it. And if I have enough monkeys in the room right, typing on a typewriter, you will write War and Peace at some point. Um, having that then make a new application that's somewhat that's simpler to understand. Either you believe AI is intelligent and whatever it creates will be too hard for us to understand, or you think it's non-intelligent, and in that case, as you said, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, the, I just the, I'm not quite sure where this where this one is heading. Apart from, I love the the comment you made around like basically a black box explaining a black box, like, and that I think is spot on. This is just this is hype, hype, hype. This is the hype train at full speed. And Gardner, and not just Gardner, but all of these analysts kind of things, they live on hype. I mean, they have to send out the reports. And if the report isn't about, well, first of all, hype pays. So if they bring a report out that talks about hype, they'll get paid more. And this is just, I mean, this is the, I think one of the few ones actually mentioned Gen AI specifically. I know there are a couple of more, but that's just the hype word of the moment. And uh, in my business life, I've been doing some uh, Gen AI focused workshops to teach users on, okay, what can this thing do and can't do? And one of the first workshops I gave after like 30, 60 minutes in, one of the participants, a pretty high placed person in that organization, he kind of looked at me and he went, ah, so it isn't magic. And at first I thought he was joking. He wasn't. Mm. People have seen the hype, have seen all the marketing, uh, computational whatever <laughs> thingy. And again, I'm going to use the blockchain word again. Technology-wise, they're brilliant. The things that those things can do on a technology point of view are indeed mind-boggling, new, innovative, creative. I don't mind the technology at all. The way that, amongst other gardeners and all of the other make a quick buck uh, organizations in the world are treating these technologies is horrendous and is causing things to be worded like this. We don't understand. We're too dumb. Let's ask Gen AI to explain it to us. That is not how this thing is supposed to work. Whatever a computer tells you, you should always treat with the utmost suspicion. Use it as a guideline. Use it as a, oh, I didn't think of that. Let's, let's look at that a little bit more deeper. Mm. This, by 2027, Gen AI is going to rewrite our business applications. Okay, when I say it like that, can it really do a worse job than Salesforce? <laughs> uh, I mean, you've hit one of my, one of my <laughs> triggering topics here. Uh, Salesforce, as far as I'm concerned, is the is 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 sort of evidence that the world is a completely broken place the fact that they have a product called lightning that is so slow <laughs> and so miserable to use and and yet it is oh, this is a technology that is so prevalent and so out yeah like oh god let's not go down that route i mean if jenny i can solve the salesforce problem i will convert and i will bow down to my ai overlords every day and I say that with full confidence that it's never going to happen. <laughs> Fair enough. But they will, of course, have a Salesforce empowered by Gen AI soon, if, if, if it isn't already there. 
Yeah, I think I think that's a bombshell. What more can be said after we've talked about Salesforce? I think that's right. Then that is all the time you have for today. You can support this podcast. You can become a Patreon. Contributions to help us. Could pay for a Salesforce license. <laughs> we don't use Salesforce. Let's be clear about that. We don't use Salesforce here. We're on YouTube. Hit the like, subscribe, notification bells, do YouTube stuff, make us happy again. And go to www.roaringalpha.org. There's links to the Patreon page, YouTube page, information podcast, and things like that. And you can send your feedback. Tell us how much you love Salesforce by sending email to podcast at roaringalpha.org. Until next time, my name is, we have plenty more predictions to come, Jon. And my name is National Power Dave. Powered by Gen AI. We look forward to talking to you again next week. Goodbye. See you then.